Support for WSHU Podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. T.S. Eliot chose four places to write about in his series of poems, Four Quartets. Three of them are in England, but one is a nondescript cluster of rocks off the coast of Gloucester, Massachusetts. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm on the road in search of fascinating places with great stories behind them, from New York to Boston. Nobel laureate T.S. Eliot published four quartets toward the end of his career in 1943. You might know its most famous lines, read here by the poet himself. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. I believe the poem is about how we remember the places that matter most in our lives, So it helps to know a little about T.S. Eliot's life. Eliot was born and mostly raised in St. Louis, Missouri, but he spent nearly every summer of his childhood at the Eliot family's home in Massachusetts. It's on top of a hill near the seashore. I set off to Gloucester to see the house for myself. Okay, so you're coming into a very formal house. Dana Hawks manages the property for the Elliott estate. There's a grand entrance hall right here in the front, and to our left is a rather large living room, and straight ahead is the formal dining room with a two-pedestal mahogany dining table. Elliot was seven or eight years old when he first came here. He was a bookish kid. He was an avid reader. It was cool. It's a walking distance to a lovely beach, Niles Beach. He sailed. Gloucester, especially in the turn of the century, inspired so many artists to come here to paint and also writers to come and write. Winslow Homer, Andrew Wyeth, and Edward Hopper were among the painters who found inspiration in Gloucester with its rocky coastline and its stark, dramatic seascapes. Uh, If you come here during a storm, it's pretty devastating, actually. Um, The waves are intense, crashing up against the rocks. But then on the other hand, you can come on a beautiful summer day and the sea are docile and the beaches are full with people. This was very much a very happy place in his life, for sure. Elliot later said his childhood summers in Gloucester might have been the only times in his life he was truly happy. And one of his favorite spots was a cluster of rocks the sailors called the Dry Salvages. They're a few miles off the coast. Elliot could have seen them from his family's house. It's a a group of stones that have caused a lot of... People don't see them. So what happens is boats get caught up on these rocks. You have to be very careful as a sailor when sailing around there. The dry salvages are the subject of part three of Eliot's four quartets. It deals with water, the sea, and sailors. It contains his famous sailor's prayer, again read here by Eliot. Lady whose shrine stands on the promontory, pray for all those who are in ships, those whose business has to do with fish, and those concerned with every lawful traffic, and those who conduct them. 
Earlier this year, Bard College in New York premiered a dance performance based on Elliot's four quartets. Gideon Lester is an artistic director at Bard, and like me, he's a huge Elliot head. He studied the poet as an undergraduate at Oxford, where he read four quartets for the first time. And actually, this is the, this is the copy that I bought in Oxford in 1990-something. The poems describe three other places, all in England, a garden, a hamlet, and the Elliot ancestral home. All four, including the dry salvages in Gloucester, Massachusetts, are, as Gideon puts it, rooted in place. The places themselves um, had great personal significance for him. He used his memories of those experiences to reflect on uh, larger subjects of memory and time. Gideon and the choreographer made the trip to Gloucester, Massachusetts in 2016. They spent the night in the Elliott House, and in the morning, a local sea captain took them around the dry salvages. Gideon felt the experience was weirdly anticlimactic. You know, they're rocks. <laughs> I mean, in a way, they're not very remarkable. They're a couple of miles offshore. Uh, it's a cluster of three or four rocks. And when we went out there, they were covered in, in, in seals and seabirds. But Gideon decided these unremarkable rocks were the way Elliot grappled with the vastness of the ocean and the idea of infinity. Really, the Dry Salvages is a, it's a meditation on a certain experience of time a kind of time that can't be experienced. It's kind of oceanic. He says a, a time older than the time of chronometers. Older than time counted by anxious, worried women, lying awake, calculating the future, trying to unweave, unwind, unravel. And so there's, a, there's a, 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 just a, a sense of, of time which is far vaster and deeper than any individual human can experience it. And so these rocks, which, you know, are, are ordinary rocks, come to symbolize a very ancient experience of, of nature. I stood on the shore when I was in Gloucester and spotted a cluster of rocks a few miles out. I think they were the dry salvages. It's, it's hard to say. They look just like any other rocks. And I think Gideon Lester is right. The Dry Salvages and the other places in Four Quartets are special because they meant something to Eliot, not anyone else. What makes Four Quartets so worthwhile is that it helps us return to those special places in our own lives so that we can, as T.S. Eliot says at the end of the poem, arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and I'm out there scoping out the most interesting and unusual places from New York to Boston.